Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. I want to read to you a couple of things as we get started this morning that uh, we asked some of our students here. It says, I wish my parents knew. And this is some of the things that they said that they wish that you knew. We did this anonymously, so we don't know who wrote these. But this is the thing that they wrote. I wish my parents knew, number one, the first thing that was on here is how much I love them. I thought, well, now that's pretty good. Wow, I wasn't expecting that from teenagers. <laughs> I wish my parents knew how much I really do appreciate them. I wish my parents knew I'm not a little kid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my parents knew that I really care for them and don't take them for granted. I wish my parents knew how much their words affect me. I wish my parents knew how much stress and pressure I have in school and from them. This one really got me. I wish my parents knew that they needed to come to church and grow in their marriage. I wish my parents knew how awesome they are. I wish my parents knew how much I love them. I wish my parents knew that I love them. They just keep saying different ones writing these. I wish my parents knew how I am anxious and I'm, I'm a stressed person. I wish my parents knew that I don't like when they yell at me for the little things, but I do love spending time with them. I wish my parents knew I don't want stuff, I want their attention. I wish my parents knew <clears throat> I love them so very much. I wish my parents knew how hard they make it for me to be myself around them. I wish my parents knew how the small things they say can really hurt even when they don't notice. I wish my parents knew how much I love and appreciate them. I wish my parents knew I love them no matter what, even when I feel furious. I wish my parents knew. I wish they knew that it hurts when they call me a disappointment or call me selfish for being depressed. I wish my parents knew not everything I do is related to my phone. <laughs> I thought this was a great one to end on. This one, I wish my parents knew you can't pause online games. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I was, I was surprised as, of course, that was not all the, the one that was set in that the kids filled out, but how much kids wanted their parents to know they loved them. They don't know how to say it, but they want you to know that, that they love you and that your words matter and your influence matters. I want to talk to you today about something that God laid on my heart when we started the 21 days of prayer. We were talking about revival. 
And today there's three things that I think that every child needs to know. I think every person needs to know. And I want to share those three things with you. So the title and the message is three things every child should know. I want to go ahead and give you the first one, and that is this. They need to know how to, re to repent of sin. To repent of sin. Now that sounds so, so duh, but it's not. It, it's not, a, it's not, and the reason I share that with you is because repentance means to this, it means this. Repentance means to turn. Like if you're going this way, it's a military term, repent would be to do 180 and go this way. So if, if sin is this way and God is that way, it means you have to, in order to turn from your sin, I got to turn toward God. I can never move away from that, whatever is drawing me until I turn toward God. That's repentance, everybody. Amen. So repentance is not a one-time thing. It's not just when you mess up. It's a moment-by-moment -moment thing. Amen? Every decision that you make every day, you know, are you going to flip that person off in traffic? Because your nature is going that way, right? But my repentance is I'm going to turn toward God. So, so I have to make a decision to repent every day, moment-by-moment. Moment. That means I have to make a conscious choice to turn toward God. If I'm not turning toward God, I'm going to turn toward that, right? And every child needs to know that, that, that repentance is important because you're always turning some direction. Amen, everybody? Amen. You're always turning some direction. Now, in our world, instead of teaching repentance, the world's philosophy is excuses. Is that instead of turning, you just make an excuse so you can keep doing what's hurting you. Amen? Because sin hurts you. The reason God hates sins is because it's about you. He loves you and he don't want you to get hurt. So that's why he doesn't want you to sin because sin hurts you. It doesn't hurt God, it hurts you. It breaks his heart, but it, it, it hurts you. And the problem with our world today is it's excuse, excuse, excuse. And so, it, the, to, so we've run out of excuses. So now this is what we say. Well, I'm just born that way. I'm just born that way. I, I was born a liar. I was born a cheat. I was born an adulterer. That's just the way I was born. That is the most lame excuse. But that's when, that's when my father used to say, son, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel now. Would you agree with me? I was born that way. Let me tell you something. That's why we're born again. Amen, Amen everybody. That's why when you come to ask Christ to save you, you're born again. So that you don't have to fulfill the thing, the natural desires of the world. Yeah. And let me tell you something. It's not that you're born that way. It's that, that, that your nature, sinful nature, wants to go that direction. But we're repenting. We're turning toward God. Yeah. Every child needs to know that. The Bible says in Acts 3 and 19, look what it says. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be what, everybody? Yeah. Wiped out. And you can't do it. God has to do it but it's only when you turn, that the times of refreshing may come from who? The Lord. the Lord. You will never, ever, ever feel good about living in sin. But when you turn to God, it's amazing how refreshing it is. And every child needs to know that. They need to know that. Now, I want to share something with you. When we repent of our sins, 
while on earth, they will not be repeated when we get to heaven. Aren't you glad about that? Even those old sins the devil keeps bringing up to your mind that you said, God, I'm sorry for, but they keep popping up in your mind. I want you to know that, that that's not from God, that is from the devil. Because God, once you repent of sin, God cleanses that sin. He never remembers it anymore. So when you repent of your sins on earth, they'll never be repeated in heaven. Every child needs to know that. They need to know that they can repent because here's why. Because this is what the devil does with sin. When you are thinking about a sin, and every person in this room, I'm talking to you and I'm talking to me because we all have thoughts of sin. Amen? You just put your little halo under your seat today. I'm talking to you. I'm, and you that are online, I'm talking to you and myself. Every one of us have thoughts of sin. That's where sin starts at, right? We think we have the thought, right? Thank God we don't act on them all, right? Because I've thought about robbing a bank before. How about you? <laughs> Haven't you say, like, I mean, you remember somebody said, man, what, well, I don't know, we need to rob a bank. Well, the difference between me and the guy that's locked up is I had the thought and didn't do it. He had the thought and did it. And he's a prisoner now. And I'm free because the Holy Spirit said, Jeff, you ain't doing that. Okay, never the devil will tell you before you're about to sin, it's no big deal. Go ahead. It will, it will, it'll be all right. You deserve it. I mean, you deserve it. You need to go ahead and do that. It's okay. It won't hurt you. It's just a little something. And then once you go that direction and you do it, when you do that, then automatically after you commit the sin, then all of a sudden he just begins to say, how could you do that? If you, if you called yourself a Christian, you would have never done that. And a matter of fact, God doesn't like you anymore because you've done that, you've done that 10,000 times and you keep saying you're sorry. You're really not. God didn't forgive you anymore. You've crossed the line and you, God will not forgive you. He will tell you how bad you are and that God will never forgive you and you might as well forget God. See, that's how he works. He said, oh, it's a little bitty thing. Go ahead, go ahead. And you do it. And he's like, oh, no, it's so big. God can't forgive that. And every child needs to know that no matter what you do or what you've done, that you can repent and turn to God and God will always hear you and forgive you and cleanse you from the inside. Amen, everybody? Every child needs to know that, that you can always turn to God. The story in the Bible, the prodigal son, is all about that. Jesus is sharing about this young man who did the extremes, the unheard of, and did everything that, that you could do wrong. He did it. And God said, I still want you to come back. Amen? Amen. And when you come back, you're not a stepchild. You're my child. Amen? Amen? You're not the black sheep in the family. You're my sheep. Amen? Every child needs to know that no matter what you do or what you've done, that God will forgive you, and all it takes is you to repent, turn toward God. Amen, Amen everybody? Amen. Every child needs to know that. They need to know that. Zechariah says it like this. Zechariah 1.3, Therefore, tell the people, this is what the Lord Almighty says, Return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will what, everybody? Return to you, says the Lord Almighty. You see, when we turn from our sin, we turn toward God. And God returns to us. He didn't go anywhere, by the way. You just feel closer to him. 
Now here's, let me just say this to you. I want to tell you this. I heard a story one time of a, of a lady who was walking with her children along a, a lake and her kids wanted to get in the water. She couldn't swim, but they just kept on. Mommy, let me get in the water. Let me get in the waters. So finally she let the, the let her little boy get in the water. He's about seven or eight years old. He got in, she said, now listen, honey, you just stay right here by the bank. Okay, you stay right here by the bank. And sure enough, he got to play it around. And then all of a sudden, he, he stepped out a little bit further. And apparently there was a, the water dropped, the, the, the bank dropped, and it got over his head and he couldn't swim. And he's fighting for his life, but he's out from her. She can't get it. She can't swim either. She's terrified. She don't know what to do. And she's screaming, help me, help me. She sees a man right over there on the, on the side of the bank over there, but he's not moving. Help me, help me. My son's drowning. Help me, help me, help me. And the little boy is out there just frailing the water. And finally, the little boy just begins to get weak. And he's bobbing up and down. It looks like he's going in for the last time. The man on the bank jumps in the water, dives in, and goes in and pulls a little boy out. And when he gets him out, the mom, number one, is thankful for saving him. But she said, sir, I gotta ask you a question. Why did you wait so long to go in after my son? He said, ma'am, because as long as your son was trying to save himself, I couldn't save him. And that describes a lot of people today that we're all trying to save ourselves, save ourselves, save ourselves. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. When you can never save yourself. And until you give up the fight, you're never going to have life. You got to quit fighting it and receive Jesus Christ as the Savior of your life. And you're not on your own anymore. He helps you. And this morning, Jesus wants to dive into the water of your life this morning. And he wants to save you. But listen, the question is this, will you quit fighting? Will you let him do it? And how you do that, Pastor, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you. The way you do it is you say, I can't save myself. I know that. I'm drowning. And then you say, simply say, you ask him. I need you to save me. I want you to save me that I can go to heaven. Yes, but God, I need you to save me on my job tomorrow. I need you to save me at school tomorrow. I need you to save me from me. So right now, would you bow your heads, everybody online as well. You don't have to say this out loud, but right now, I want you to say this prayer into your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you right now and ask you to save me. I can't do this on my own. I repent of my sins. I turn to you right now and ask you to forgive me. Come into my life and live in me. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all those people that prayed that prayer? Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer today, would you check it on the back of this card? Is that I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower so I can send you something in mail. Those of you online as well, if you just check it on your card, we want to send you something as well. Oh, 
heaven just got bigger and hell just got emptied a little more. Amen? Amen. The second thing that every child needs, so repentance. Listen, I can't say it enough, parents, is that you've got to teach your child to repent. That no matter what, they can repent. The second thing I would like to share with you about that every child needs is this, is they need to know about renewal of mind. Renewal of mind. Is that it's so important that their mind be renewed. Because the greatest battles in life are right here. Amen, everybody? They're right here. That's it. The greatest battles are going to be there. And so they need to know about renewal of mind. What you allow to get in your mind matters. What's in your mind matters. What you allow in your mind determines what you think. And what you think determines how you feel. And then how you feel many times determines how you act. And many times when we just act on our feelings, we, we do things that harm us. Would you agree with that? Everything that feels good is not good. And everything that feels right is not all right. Amen? Our children need to know that. Romans 12 and 2 says this, Don't be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the what, everybody? Our minds have to be renewed, everybody. You know, just like you've got to change that oil in your car, that engine's going to break down. Some of you went, oh my goodness. You can keep going and keep going and ignoring it, but it's going to break down. And the same thing with your mind. It's got to be, re the oil needs to be changed every day. You've got to get in the Bible. He says, then you'll be able to test and prove what God's will is, is good, pleasing, and perfect will. There's a story in the Bible I want to share with you this morning it's found in Joshua it's the first chapter of the book of, uh, of Joshua and I got to set it up for you the guy Moses anybody know Moses in the Bible anybody heard of Moses okay yeah Moses is a guy with that stick I want that stick <laughs> if you're new to church today I just tell you that that God's people the Jewish people were in captivity for 400 years God sent Moses back to them to lead them out of Egypt, out of captivity. And, and, and God, Moses had a stick. He threw that thing on the ground. It, it turned into a snake. It, he, he touched the water. It, the water turned to blood with that. I mean, it was amazing the miracles that God did by him using that stick. And then, so God leads the people. Moses leading the people out of Egypt. They let them go. And they get to the Red Sea. And the sea's there. And the armies, the Egyptian side, they're going to kill them. And, and so Moses holds that stick up. And God parts the water. They go across on dry ground. It's a miracle. And they get on the other side. They say, we don't have nothing to eat. God, Moses, hold this stick up again. God sends, God sends uh, food down from heaven. And he sends quail for them. It's just amazing about that stick. Anyways, I'll just tell you, it's amazing. But Moses dies and his stick is gone. <laughs> and so the people are out there. They're close to the Jordan River. We have a picture of the Jordan River. I want to show you the modern day. They're going to pull that up in just a second. But the Jordan River, you can see that's modern day. But they got right up to the edge of the Jordan River. And then Moses dies and they're like, what are we going to do? And God said, everything that they want is on the other side of that river. But they're afraid to cross that river. 
And God give the words to Joshua that I want to give to you today because many of you have come to a dead end. See, they were at a dead end. They were stuck because Moses is dead now. And the Bible said they were mourning and crying, crying for 40 days they were crying. He's dead. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And they were stuck because they didn't know what to do. And when God began to share with them, notice what he shared with them about how they're going to move on. Look what he says. And Joshua 1 and 8, it says this, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. What was he saying? He was saying, you need the Word of God. You need the Word of God. It's not, you don't need the Word of God for what happened yesterday. You, you may not need the Word of God for what's going on right now, right now, but you need the Word of God to prepare for the future. You're never going to cross into the new territory. You're never going to get where you go, need to go without the strength of the Word of God in you. See, you're putting the Word of God in you for what's going to happen tomorrow, amen? And our children need to know that if they'll get the Word of God in them when they walk to the hallways of school and they're being bullied, somehow the Word of God will give them the strength to go on. And when they're getting married, the Word of God will carry them through their family. The Word of God is something that strengthens you and encourages you and builds you up on the inside. When your mind is going crazy and fear is trying to attack your mind, you get the Word of God inside of you and something on the inside of you becomes greater than that that's on the outside of you. And you begin to be a, a man or woman of God that can stay in the fight another day. You can go another another round. Why? Because the Word of God is in you. It's not you who makes you. It's the Word of God in you that will make you. Amen? And every child needs to know that. But not if you don't, you're going to get stuck. They were stuck. But once it, God said, I got to get the Word of God in you before I can, you can cross the Jordan. <laughs> There's a lady in our church. She's one of our prayer partner. She's a pastor's prayer partner. She prayed with me this morning with several others. Her name's Belinda Lane. Belinda prayed. She said, she told me yesterday coming into 21 days of prayer. She's a pastor. I want you to know something. She said, I remember a couple of years ago, I was driving out in the country and she said, a storm come up. And she said, you know, there was cars, there was a two-lane road, cars were everywhere. A storm come up and it was raining and lightning and thundering and it was raining so hard, she said, and, and people just pulled off the roads. She said, but you know what I did, Pastor? She said, I just, just began to proceed on cautiously and slowly, but I didn't stop, I kept going. And she said, what I found about, a, about another mile down the road, the sun was shining. She said, the problems, Pastor, is this. All those other people who pulled over in the storm, they're still stuck in the storm. But because I kept going, I, I saw the sun. I want you to know that's the way it is with the Word of God, everybody. It gives you what you need to keep going through the storm so you get to the sunshine, amen? Don't you get stuck in the storm. It's the Word of God that delivers you out of the storm. You know, when you renew your mind, it's amazing how that the favor of God is with you. Let me tell you something. When you follow hard after God's word, God's favor follows hard after you. 
Amen, everybody. He goes before you. He goes before you. <clears throat> so I have a next step for you. I'm trying to contain myself. You go, and, and you guys come to the early service because you know I got to let you go. <laughs> I know you. It says this, I will do my best to renew my mind with God's word daily. That is something every child needs to know. Their strength comes from that. Model it, mom and dads. The third thing I would tell you, the third thing that every child needs to know is this, is to be filled with the Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every child needs to know this. Ephesians 5 and 18 says this. It says, don't be drunk with wine because that will what, everybody? It's going to ruin your life. That's right. When you messed up, you a mess. <laughs> okay, move on, Pastor. I heard that. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to explain it to you. Now, many of you have seen this illustration. This is a Holy Spirit fan over here. What we call it. I'm going to explain it just in a second. Look at the next verse. How do you be filled with the Spirit? Look what the Bible says, John 3 and 8. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. Now, watch this. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Jesus is actually saying this. What is, what, is, what is he saying? Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is like the wind. Like this right here. Look, you see these tassels right here? Remember the guy swimming, swimming? And that's what many of us try to do. And we got a problem. We go, I got to take care of this. And we hyperventilate and we run out of energy. But when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, You see these tassels move. Whoa, look, good grief here. About to blow my Bible right off his stand up here. You see these tassels moving. What's making them move? What is it? What's the wind look like? Oh, you, you, wait a minute, I don't understand it. You said nothing. The wind don't look, no, no, something. We got to see it, right? You can't see what's moving it. But we know it's moving because we see the evidence, right? The Holy Spirit is the same way. You will never see the Holy Spirit. But what you would do is once you receive him and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, you will begin to see the evidence that he's working in your life. Amen? Amen. Some of you, some of you is like, you know, well, I've been trying to stop cussing. Well, ask the Holy Spirit to help you with that. Amen? Because he can take the cuss out of you. Okay, we just leave it at that. <laughs> Be filled with the Spirit. The Bible says this in Luke, Acts. Get back over here to my page. Acts 1 and 8. Notice what the promise was. Jesus said this, but you will receive what, everybody? Power. You'll receive what? Power. Power. See, we're not talking about, we're not talking about the world's power. We're talking about God's power. Every child needs to know there, there is power available to them through the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You see, the best life lived is not by willpower. We keep telling our children, you need more willpower. 
No, 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 no. They will never make it by willpower. They will make it by spirit power. Amen, everybody? It's spirit power. And the great thing about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit goes where mom and dad can't go. Amen, everybody? And so we got to have this power. Our children need this power. Yeah, I was trying to think of how to explain this to you. I remember being a kid, I rode the school bus. And, and I remember, you know, we, there'd be a bunch of us that would meet at the bus stop because of the bus would stop and about 20 of us would get on at that, in my neighborhood. And I remember these kids that were, I'd get on the bus in the afternoon, they'd bully me, you know, they just, we called it picked on back then, you know, but anyway, they'd be called bully today. And I, rem I remember going through that. And I remember, you know, trying to get off the bus and get out of there. And I, this one particular day, I don't know why, they just kept picking at me and, and I realized that I was not gonna be able to get away from them. And so I, I realized that I was gonna have to fight. I was gonna have to fight. And I remember turning toward them and knowing that I'm about to lose my life right here. Okay, it's gonna be over. I'm gonna get beat to death. But I couldn't run. And I remember turning toward them and beginning to look and, and like, okay, here it is. And, I, and all of a sudden, as I looked at them, I saw this look change on their face. It was like, it was like almost fear come over them. And I thought, am I turning into the Hulk right now? Am I turning green? I, I don't know. Am I? I'm waiting for my shirt to burst, you know. What's happening? And what I realized was this, is that my, I did not see what was going on behind me. But my uncle had walked to the bus stop that day. And I didn't see him, but they saw him. And they saw what I couldn't see. And because they saw what I couldn't see, they didn't mess with me. Amen, everybody? What the Holy Spirit does is this. He lets people see what you can't see sometimes. And now I want to tell you that he's stronger than anybody. He had the power of God. He, he can do anything. And every child needs to know that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And that's why I can walk with confidence today. Why? Because I might be a little man on the outside, but I got a big God on the inside. Amen. And he can do anything. He's not scared of anybody. And he can take you on. Amen. Don't mess with me. You're messing with the Holy Ghost. Amen. He can, every child needs to know that. I love this passage. Proverbs 3, 25, 26. Have no fear of sudden disaster. A ruin that overtakes the, the wicked. For the Lord will be your confidence. He will keep your foot from being snared. Amen? The Lord, that's the confidence that we have through the Holy Spirit. Here's another one for you. Zechariah 4 and 6 is not on your outline. But it says this, it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, amen. In other words, it's not what you can do. It's, not, it's all about what he can do, amen. He makes the wind blow. And our children need to know that in this world, in this age, that you can make it when there's cyber bullying, when there's bullying on social media, when there's bullying in the classroom, when there's bullying in the workplace, and when you're afraid, when it seems like you're the odd man out, you are, you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you, amen. That Jesus Christ is on the inside of you. His spirit's there and that you 
got this. You can live. You can make it. You can get through this. Why? Because God is with you. 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 Amen. Don't you cower down. You stand up. You stand up. You stand up. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.